Ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Thierry. Hi, I'm Adrian. Welcome to the second episode of the Lux Unplugged podcast. In this episode, we've got the huge pleasure of welcoming Richard Forson, CEO at Cargolux. On this occasion, Richard had a very busy schedule and we had to trim our recording. Nevertheless, it turned out to be a very fascinating conversation for us. Yeah, Cargolux has been an institution in Luxembourg, but I realize that I know very little about his company. Very often, you can see their big airplanes flying over the capital in a very elegant and prominent way. But how was the company established in Luxembourg? Surprisingly enough, Cargolux was founded by Icelandic people nearly 50 years ago now. Really? How strange. Yeah. In fact, in 1970, the Icelandic national airline began looking for ways um, to sell its aging f- passenger fleet. But the company found no buyers for its planes. Instead, it created a joint venture with a logistics company and then converting their passenger aircrafts into a cargo fleet. And then later on, with the involvement of Luxair, Cargolux was born. Wow, very interesting. But why did they choose Luxembourg as their main hub? Why not bigger airports such as London, Paris or even Frankfurt? Well, they chose Luxembourg because of its central location in Europe and its reduced air traffic. Also, bigger airports gave priority treatment to passenger airlines. And since then, Cargolux has become a global leader in the air freight industry. This thanks to quite strategic decisions that they made over time. I can imagine there's a lot of competition in the air freight space. How has Cargolux managed to stay competitive in this kind of environment? Well, that's an excellent question, Cherry. Um, there's quite several reasons. Uh, throughout the conversation, uh, Richard refers to a fleet of 747s, which is basically their flagship airplane that they've been using for several decades now. The 747 is a model manufactured by Boeing, an American aircraft company. And here, for freight purposes, the Boeing 747 is known for its nose door, through which uh, the company can load sizable items. And also, by exclusively using 747s, Cargolux has gained operational uh, efficiencies thanks to its highly specialized maintenance facilities. Everyone can see them you know, when you fly into the airport on the margins of Lux Airport. Oh, wow. Sounds like a nice success story. But now, without further ado, our interview with Richard Forsen, CEO at Cargolux. Welcome to the Luxembourg podcast. Thank you very much. Before we go actually into the deeper subject, can you just tell me a bit more about yourself? What's brought you to Cargolux? Well, uh, I was approached in 2012 to consider taking up the position of uh, Chief Financial Officer at Cargolux. Um, this was during the time when the Qatari shareholders still had a, um, a 35% interest in the organization. And I decided to come across at that stage. Um, unfortunately, the Qataris decided to um, relinquish their shareholding in the company but uh, I stayed on thereafter. It's been an extremely interesting time. Uh, it, it has really flown by. Uh, it's now eight years since I've been in Luxembourg. So, yeah, taking Cargolux through from uh, 2012 to where we stand today, we've had our ups and downs. Fortunately, more recently, uh, 17 and 18 were exceptional years for the airline. 
19 is somewhat a bit more challenging. Uh, my own personal, uh, from my own personal perspective, I've been in the industry now for 20 odd plus years in connected to aviation in one way or another. I started out on the passenger side. I'm now doing the cargo side at the end of the day. Uh, it's two very uh, different uh, business operations ultimately. But the one thing that is beginning to impact our industry significantly is the impact of technology. Uh, traditionally, um, this industry has lagged what has been happening in um, in other in other areas. For example, the passenger side that's really um, developed from the in terms of technology, self booking. You got the various platforms, etc., where you can find the cheapest prices. You can book your own accommodation. You can book your own own car hire, etc. So technology is having more and more of an impact on travel, and I expect it will also have a more and more in bigger impact on um, logistics as well, including air freight. In that respect, when we go back to Cargolux and see see the company as a global leader in, in the cargo space, how has the history been so far? How would you say that it's, it's well, been a success on? Cargolux is one of, was one of the pioneers of using dedicated freight tours um, to... Um, take cargo around the world and from its uh, roots back uh, in actual fact uh, 2020 will be our 50th anniversary so um, going back to 1970 when it first started out to what it is now it's really different Um, at one point in time yes there were a limited number of airlines operating dedicated freighter aircraft what we call main deck freighters uh, compared to today where there is intense competition in the market with many uh, carriers operating uh, mainline freighters, uh, including what we call combination carriers, those that transport passengers and have uh, main deck cargo capacity. But in terms of a dedicated freighter airline like ourselves, uh, we are the biggest in Europe. We have a fleet of 37 47s. Um, and in terms of international uh, scheduled uh, volumes, we ranked number seven, so we are in the top ten, uh, which is no mean feat uh, for a country the size of Luxembourg and also an airline the size of Cargolux 3747s. Yes, that's a, a, a lot of capacity, but if you compare us to the big players in the market, <clears throat> compared to the capacity that they can put onto the um, market, uh, we've done really well uh, as an organization in being able to survive in what is an extremely volatile industry. It's becoming more volatile as time goes by. And especially with all the challenges we currently face now in terms of the geopolitical uh, uh, arena, trade wars currently going on, we're staring Brexit in the face every industry is going to be impacted at the end of the day. And given all the challenges that Cargolux is facing, why has Luxembourg always been the strategic place since it never started? Because I understand it was co-founded by Icelandic people and it seems Luxembourg was strategically located and still is a, a strategic place today for the company. Luxembourg has always been able to market itself extremely well at the end of the day. Logistics remains one of the, the key pillars of the economy providing employment to uh, uh, specifically uh, blue-collar workers at the end of the day. 
and it's also a good diversification from the uh, major portion of the economy which is in the financial services sector. We then have logistics uh, as another pillar of the economy as I said earlier and our intention is to ensure that this pillar is there, remains there, uh, it remains competitive worldwide and possibly to even grow uh, further in terms of our ambitions. We know that the, the, the Cargolux ownership has gone through ups and downs over the, over the past few years and um, at some point a Chinese company took some ownership in Cargolux, I think I believe after the state sold the, um, the stakes. And so. so my question is, what is China for Cargolux in the future? Well, uh, China is always going to remain one of the, the biggest economies in the world. Um, they're going through a bit of a slow growth now at this point in time, uh, achieving between 5 to 6% GDP growth, which for any other country would be um, fantastic. In terms of China, though, uh, I think they do need double-digit growth. But notwithstanding that, the fact that we did uh, have a Chinese investor uh, buying the shares in Cargolux that were relinquished by the uh, Qataris, uh, we have really managed to expand our footprint in China, and we've also developed very good relationships uh, with, the, with the entity and related parties um, in Chinso, uh, where it's our, been our biggest hub in China as well. Uh, it used to be Shanghai before, but now our hub in Chinso is actually bigger than our hub in Shanghai. And is there any niches that Cargolux would like to specializing because I've seen that you proud yourselves by you know transporting belugas for instance <laughs> what is your vision about well, know, building up certain lines uh, the the motto of our of our company is uh, as you can see behind you on the uh, plaque there it's you name it we fly it so uh, the niche with our 747 capability, yes, we do have uh, a certain capability that other freighters don't have in the market. So those who do operate 747s, uh, the one unique feature about the aircraft is that it does have a nose loading door, which allows you to load uh, certain types of objects which would otherwise not be um, cab be loadable on um, the 777 freighter as an example. So it does gives a, give us a unique capability. And um, in carving out a niche, yes, there are certain specialized projects or products that uh, get carried, for example, pharmaceuticals. But in terms of the 747, I think its uniqueness is its ability to carry um, what we call outsized products at the end of the day. Uh, products that are typically require special loading um, have a uh, have a significant weight that has to be um, located at the strongest part of the airframe, etc. So there will always be a market for those kinds of movements at the end of the day. Now, obviously, the 747 is basically at the end of its lifetime, and I think as an aircraft, it's probably going to become more and more valuable over time as um, uh, all the aircraft get retired. Now, obviously, in for the future going forward, we also need to look at what's on the drawing board from the manufacturers in terms of replacement freighters for what's currently um, being offered for sale, uh, because uh, there will not be another four-engine freighter.
so in in light of the the, the challenges that you just mentioned that you know airplanes retiring and and technology evolving what is the, the sort of engines or, or planes that you think will define the future in 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 the field that you're operating in well obviously i mean at this stage there is only one manufacturer that really develops uh, or builds freighters that would satisfy our requirements and and that is boeing um, but uh, the industry itself is under huge um, pressure from the environmentalists as well so uh, whatever uh, the manufacturers come up with it always has to be environmentally friendly and so i think significant strides have been made especially in terms of the propulsion and the use of uh, fossil fuels uh, the re the reduced use of fossil fuels the cleaner burning of the the fuel itself but uh, notwithstanding that uh, it is an expensive Uh, investment to make. Uh, when we talk about uh, bringing new technology into the fleet, we're not talking tens or hundreds of millions of dollars, we're talking in the billions. So Big that sounds. is a significant and it is a challenge in, uh, when one does the business case for such investments uh, to ensure that you do get a sustainable return at the end of the day. It sounds like we, we we will need another episode to, to yeah. further expand on the, on the future of of, <laughs> right. uh, of the um, uh, cargo locks and, and especially in environmental uh, space. But more more at, at the personal level, you've mentioned that um, you you've, you've spent a number of years in Luxembourg now. Yeah. And um, as this podcast is about combining the, the key players in in the yeah. industries and and Luxembourg, what 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 have you enjoyed the most about about the country? What is what would you how would you define it according to to you? It's a very compact country, but at the same time, it's surrounded by other countries which are very easy to access at the end of the day. And being part of the EU, the freedom of movement is really something I think that uh, people uh, might not fully appreciate at the end of the day, being able to move across borders uh, without checkpoints, etc. Uh, but strangely enough, the biggest thing that I like about Luxembourg is its weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Yeah, uh, I like the the cold, rainy days, etc. Uh, I call it uh, comfortable weather to work in. Um, uh, but unfortunately, the summers have tended to be becoming uh, more and more warm uh, over the years. Uh, I have noticed that in the eight years I've been here. Sadly enough, yes, it's become yeah. warmer. Yeah. And the winters are becoming more and more milder as well at the end of the day. So. A possible impact of global warming etc but uh, that's what made me really attracted to Luxembourg was the nice cold rainy weather at the end of the day yeah. and it's a it's a very good quality of life for uh, family and children etc thank you so much for your time Richard Forsen it's been amazing that you took the time out for us to talk about your company and, and yourself and um, we look forward to um, having you back on the show thank you very much Adrian thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time.